Welcome to A Little Forward. It's a podcast by Freeform. I'm Jenny Yang. I'm April Quio, and we're your host. This week, we're talking about dating with Ashley Perez. My favorite. Ashley is a... T- that was aggressive. My favorite. <laughs> Ashley is a YouTuber and writer on Freeform's Good Trouble. She also has amazing skin, by the way. She I don't really know why does. that matters. And wears a lot of cute little shorts. Yes. <laughs> we love getting a chance to talk to her about how her experience with dating has evolved. It really has been a journey. From growing up in a super conservative community to coming out and like what happened on her first date with a woman. Cannot wait for y'all to hear that. Yes. And then later in the show, our resident life coach, Matt Belisai, is back again with some dating advice that all of us can learn a little something from. But first, struggle of the week. Y'all, it's time for the struggle of the week. And this week, it's all about dating and relationships Mm. delicious (laughs) listen for the record first of all we're both single oh my god so tell me april (laughs) what's your what's your struggle with that there's so there's so many struggles truly i would say my current struggle is i consider myself on a dating hiatus okay Mm. what that means is i'm taking myself out of the game i've suffered enough I'm going on the sidelines, okay? Take a knee. I'm taking, I'm taking a knee. <laughs> it's too much for a couple different reasons, truly, and they're all they're all struggles. Number one, I am plus size. I identify as fat. I talk about body positivity a lot. If you are fat on the dating apps, you are met with two things, okay? Mm. Either number one, people who fetishize you, and they say, you know, I want I want to I want to bury myself in those roles, oh. which I would say. What is your name, sir? This is the first thing you're saying to me. <laughs> or or you get the, the energy from the guys who are like, you should be so lucky. Like you like kind of like you're lucky that I'm into you. You no, should take what you get. No. That kind of guy. Like those are the those are the main two. And there are other like a few normies. But truly, those are the those are the two like main energy that I met with. And to me, I just say, no, thank you. Like, I can't do that. And so for me, it's just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm busy. I'm a working lady. I truly don't have the energy to filter through the like 90 percent of guys who are truly just fetishizing me or disrespecting me to find the like few normal people. And so I've decided to take a knee, but it's caused a struggle within my family because culturally, like, it's really not chill for me to not be dating right now. Really? Yeah, you get so, a lot like, of pressure. I get a lot of pressure. My So my grandma had an arranged marriage. She got married when she was about 19 and she then had 10 children. My mom didn't have an arranged marriage, but she married my dad when she was like 21 and that wow. was considered like, hurry Lit. up. Yes, exactly. So I am currently 26 years old. I'll lean into it. Very single. Honestly, never really been in like a serious relationship. I've always been so but he was just like on date two. I'm like, let's never speak again. <laughs> so like, so honestly, I'm getting a lot of pressure from my family of just like, what's what's going on? Like my mom recently, when I went home, she bought me a white nightgown that had the word bride bedazzled in it. No, and she literally said, I hope that I can give this to you one day soon. I was like, Mom. I am single. She's like, I want to give this to you. I want you to be a bride. And so I'm so jealous of my friends that their parents are like, yeah, love who you love and fall in love when you fall in love. It's just kind of like, no, my mom's like, I want a grandkid by 2021. Like you're tripping. (gasps) Very irritating. Uh, What about you? What what are you going through, girl? Let's talk about it. Okay. I am so single. Okay. And I feel like after I turned 30, I just something switched in me where I was like, oh, I want like a more, like I want like a forever relationship. And that just changes how I date. Mm. You know what I mean? It raises my standards. Dating's less fun. Mm. When you're like more casual, 
it's just more fun, yeah. you know? It's like, ooh, tingly and like attraction <laughs> yes. and, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so for me, I feel like my struggle is going through the rigorous process of just simply sorting through potential people. Yeah. It's kind of, it's like a chore a yeah. little bit. You're like I, really screening. You're screening yeah, I'm for screening. a partner. Yeah. yeah. And like, and I, and I'm actually someone who really does try to make the best of like meeting new people. Like mm-hmm. I want to like, put a positive spin on like dating as a hobby basically like I treat it as like I allocate time for it Mm. you know what I mean I'm like yes but also it is annoying to like just meet people that aren't compatible with you you know it's like literally it's like sorting through a thrift shop it's a lot of flipping through the racks my gosh <laughs> that sound that, that of hangers, hangers hitting each other. Yeah. That is truly what it feels like to be on the apps. Wow. That same energy is <laughs> swiping. I know. You're really onto something there. It truly is a struggle. And I feel you and I'm with you. Before we get to this week's interview, we are back again with some words from our freeform friends. Yes, this week, Trevor Jackson and Diggy Simmons from Grownish talk a little bit about their characters and how they deal with college romance. My name is Trevor Jackson. I play the role of Aaron Jackson in the show. And I think my biggest struggle is finding uh, love um, and also trying to find purpose. I feel like we all believe in something that we should do, but we never really know why. And I think Aaron in this moment is just figuring out his uh, his purpose, you know? Is he political? Is he, is he not? Is he in love? Is he not, you know? Hi, my name is Diggy Simmons. My character's name is Doug. And a struggle that my character had was dealing with my girlfriend, showing her body on social media. Um, I think I had to understand uh, the agency and uh, you know of women and what they're able to do with their bodies and, and the equality that they should have as men should. And I thought it was an amazing message for both men and women alike to have that felt indifferent uh, about that. So that was my struggle. Shout out again to Trevor Jackson and Diggy Simmons for taking the time to share your character struggles with us. If you haven't already, check them out on Freeform's Grownish. And now, time for our interview with Ashley Perez. Today we have in the studio Ashley Perez. Yes. Thank you for coming. Hi, thank you for having me. Ashley, if y'all don't know, is a writer for Freeform's Good Trouble, but you probably know her because she is an amazing creator, content creator on the internet with BuzzFeed on YouTube. And um, I just, we appreciate you. Thank you for joining (gasps) us. Thank you. It's nice to be appreciated. Today, we're talking about um, dating and relationships. And I know you have so many experiences and feelings about that. So (laughs) You would think. We'll get into that. But just to to whet our appetite, Mm. um, do you care to share um, a weird, like, first date story? Actually, I feel like I have um, the mother of all first date stories in terms of the scope of how weird it was. I had this one first date that I went on before I was dating my current girlfriend that was actually a a pretty intense 
first date in that I decided that I needed to make I, I didn't realize that first dates could just be a casual hangout thing. I thought it had to be like a long list of things that you as a suitor presented to um, the fair date who you were <laughs> with. So I planned like a 50 part date. <laughs> That started at 1 p.m. And I was like, let's go eat. And then I was like, okay, I'm not telling you where we're going. It's going to be a surprise. But so where... sweet. That's but... so sweet. <laughs> I did a lot of pressure also. <laughs> she was like, what do I wear? And I was like, exercise gear. And she was like, what? Okay. So we, we oh my gosh. go. And then in the car, I was so excited because I love surprises. And in the car, I was like, um, she's like, can I guess where we're going? And then the first thing she guessed was trampoline park. And I was like, uh, and she goes, oh, my God, I didn't think that was actually going to be it. And I'm sorry that I ruined your surprise. Oh, my God. And we went and we bounced for like two seconds. And then my back entirely went out. No. <laughs> Oh my god. I do not have Classic. the strongest core. Yo. And it was like me with a bunch of children like, "Oh my god, I actually don't something has compressed in my body." Oh my god. And then afterward, we also I didn't why did I do an exercising day? I was sweating so much. Of course. And my back was hurting and we had to drive like 40 minutes back to LA cuz there's no trampoline parks in LA proper. You have to go to like Tarzana. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then we came back and I was so nervous and it was not in order to create a first date vibe, you want to have a situation where you can have a first kiss that is organic yeah. and nice. And it usually involves dim lighting and not pure daylight and back pain. Ooh. And so I was just like, okay, goodbye. And then just like, oh my goodness. Left. And then, but then I was like sitting in my car, probably thinking about some Taylor Swift song or something about missing your chances. And I was like, <laughs> why did I do this? And then I texted her and was like, I'm sorry I didn't kiss you. I should have kissed you. And she was like, that's okay. You, you did so much. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Too much for a first mm. date. I think, mm. I wish I had, most people have their first date when they're like 15 years old going to a roller rink and you get to get all that awkward energy out. So that, that was my experience. Oof, that was vivid. <laughs> so Ashley, I'm curious to know a little bit more about your upbringing and sort of how that has informed your dating life and your relationship life. Yeah, totally. I actually, so I actually grew up um, in a really conservative Christian background, and I think it affected my dating life a lot more than I thought because it made it so that I was both like scared to date and I grew up in a very heteronormative environment. And so being like a closeted queer woman, it led me to a lot of like unrequited love that was like intense and mainly in my head. Yeah. And even and not just with women, also with men, I felt very like, unable to act on crushes because dating culture in Christianity is very like marriage based like you date to get married and I don't think that I realized you could have just casual dating relationships I had no idea until I started like working at BuzzFeed and living in New York and like liberal places where I was like what the fuck people like the average age of marriage in New York and first marriage in New York and LA is like 30 32 yeah. 33 and like the national average I think is 26 or 27 yeah um but my friends were all getting, I went to Pepperdine and my friends, Ring by Spring was a real thing. Like, oh, yeah. find your man, get married when you're, get your ring before spring, which means you're 20, 21 years old. Mm -hmm. I went to, I'm not wait, wait, kidding. Hold, hold, like, hold, 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 hold. What ring 
ring, your engagement oh, ring, ring by spring. Yes, like you're you're in college, but the intention to is get your MRS degree, Mrs. Your Mrs. <laughs> That's oh, how yeah. real. That's the Wait, life very real. that I grew up in. What? It's very yeah, real. It's like, and and I would say, I was in a sorority. I was in the whole thing. So it was like, uh, probably half of the girls I knew were getting married the summer after graduation. And so being queer, being closeted, not having experience, it was very confusing for me because I didn't really realize that people just casually dated to just date and know someone and not to get married to that person. I My mind is blown right now. I know, I know. We truly live in two Americas. Oh yeah, <laughs> honestly, the culture around that is very and I, wild. And like, I always had a male crush so that I could talk with my friends about whoever mm. I liked. The placeholder exactly yeah. but then for every male that i had a crush on there was always a girl who i actually had a real crush on at that time too yeah so that i think is really interesting of just like you know so many queer people you get together and and in your 20s you're acting like 15 year olds emotionally because it feels fun to just be like oh i like this person you know yeah i think it's important that you noted about the sort of like second adolescence because Mm -hmm. now that you're in a relationship with someone how have you been able to navigate that coming from coming out shortly before being in this relationship i think so i think like taking a step back a little i definitely didn't have quite the like experience of i went on hundreds of first dates with lots of people but there was this big like watershed moment for me where i went from after coming out there's this period where you're like you come out but then you're like okay what do i do with this and how is it how does it affect my day-to-day life and i had this period that i would say was probably like a year long of where I started actually hanging out with like a lot of lesbians and queer people. And it was it felt like a constant first date of trying to figure out like what's your style, what's your um what's your vibe? Who do you hang out with? And I was always at I didn't know there were so many lesbian events. Like it was like lesbian kickball, lesbian brunt, like any any kind of thing. There was a queer version of it beforehand and you kind of learn how to navigate in those different spaces. Um, and then for me, what was interesting with my girlfriend, I didn't know that she, she and I were just best friends for a long time and I thought she was straight. She had only dated men before. And so it was one of those things where I was actively like, I need to stop investing so much time in her. And, um, then we ended up dating, like something changed and it, it, it ended up working out, which was interesting because then we just went from a friendship straight into a relationship and so I think for me like navigating that in some ways it's hard because I wish that I had had more of the um the the experiences it's like to jump straight from being single for so long to being in a relationship there is a learning curve of just like most people learn things in several relationships of like oh this is how you text your boyfriend or girlfriend or how your partner you know like I think just being in a relationship in general, you have to learn of like, okay, I was this independent person and now I'm in a relationship and I can't make all of my decisions with me first. Mm-hmm. And so that was interesting having to learn that all in my relationship instead of kind of along the way with like different small relationships. Um, okay, so you're on the show Good Trouble. Mm-hmm, that show, mm-hmm. it like really does relationships so well. So what has it been like bringing some of those pairings to life? It's been really cool. It's in some ways I've gotten to live through those experiences. And then in a lot of ways, 
I really do think we have every type of couple represented in every type of relationship. We have casual relationships turned or like kind of friendship and vibe turned into something more like Malika and Isaac met while all of our friends were looking for Tinder dates. Like there's an, an amazing episode where they're all just swiping through Tinder and for each other. And they're like, we need to find each other dates. And Malika doesn't really participate and kind of casually meets Isaac. And at first there's some kind of weird vibes and like, Good Trouble covers like intense subjects too and so she takes his Tinder and he's a black guy and all of his matches are white women and so mm. Malik is kind of hesitant of like what is this about do you not like dark skinned women or black women um, and so their relationship is able to evolve they have this like amazing love and basketball type scene I feel like we just really have every type of relationship on the show of how people in their 20s meet because it's so different sometimes it's like Tinder or an app or something like that. A lot of times I feel like for our generation it's work because we're but it's also hard because we don't work in the same job in the same place. Like we have a gig economy where people work freelance all over the place, you know. So I think it's interesting to represent all of that on one show because I think it is true. That's how we all meet so differently now. Do you have a favorite ship of all the ships? Oh, I love Marianne and Raj. <laughs> That's Mirage. my favorite too. I freaking love that. He's a, he's a feminist. He's like he an is. actual feminist. He is, and he's so sweet and soft. I also think we represent lots of different type of like the men are not all hyper masculine, and the women are not all demure. They're very like strong and powerful, and to see them in relationship to each other like Marianne and Raj they're so sweet and Marianne is such a badass and Raj is like still this like amazing sweet guy you know so can I have that relationship yeah honestly (laughs) so I'm curious about your thoughts on social media in the dating world so I found that a lot of my past very intense crushes are not online so when I try to go to stalk them I can't find them and I'm (laughs) super thwarted So for you, I'm wondering if you've ever stalked an ex-crush or sort of an ex-relationship or on the flip side, if anyone has ever done that to you. Be honest. I've okay. So first part of the question, have I stalked a previous crush? Yes. I mean, I feel like so much of having a crush is the active act of stalking them as you like them. Yes. You become a weird FBI agent. Like, honestly, the FBI should just hire people who are in the middle of their intensest crush because you can find out any information about the person that you like. You're like, oh, where is he? Where is she? What's she doing? Wait, why hasn't she posted for four hours? What's happening? Who's Mm -hmm. this person? You know, you have a hundred million questions. And so I certainly have done that i think it's weird if are there people who don't do that i've seen some people who have been sort of like haughtily been like i want to know every person for who they present and i would never google you they are liars yes <laughs> i'm i'm like i my favorite game is i'll learn everything about you and then on a date pretend like i didn't know that I'm like but you're from montana really hard to then not be like oh my god how was that trip with your aunt um in 2006 because it looked really fun exactly <laughs> it just slips out yes. it does. <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh. god that's how i feel I definitely think now it is hard because a lot of the like high school crushes I had, they're like don't have any social media or or you finally find their Instagram and it's some private thing. And yes. you're like, well, I need to know what your wife looks like right now. It really bothers me. You get me. obsessed with like, and it's funny because different nostalgia. I feel like my nostalgia for old crushes is linked to music. So it's like I'll listen to like I have a playlist that's like all my teen angst music and then it always makes me think about like the two boys I had a crush on in high school and then I'll be like what are they doing right now? Oh my god what's on your teen (laughs) angst playlist? I have one too. It's like a panic at the disco (laughs) and like all these random you know it's so 
it's it's very like kind of emo. Nice. Oh my god, there's an Avril Lavigne song called "Things I'll Never Say." Do you guys Ooh, know that song? Yes. And it's literally like, if I could say what I want to say, I'd say I want to blow you away, be with you every night. Am I holding you too tight? That song. I yes. think I played about every person I've ever had a crush on, and I was mm-hmm. like, the th- but then the end of the song is like, but these things I'll never say. Oof, that hurts <laughs> even now. <laughs> I just love how dramatic it is that, like, oh. if I, I, I kind of feel like the three of us might relate as, like, maybe coming from, like, socially conservative backgrounds, mm-hmm. but then, like, confronting the reality of, like, American dating culture where you're, like, ugh, maybe, like, I don't know if I feel like I'm an optimal dating choice, yeah. oh you God. know? And then, th- so, therefore, like, obviously, we're all writers. Yeah. We have good imaginations. And, like, you yes. were, like, both concocting these, like, mm-hmm. whole, like, yes. lives that had its own soundtrack. Rich interior. Yeah. Right? I had a full relationship with <laughs> this too. person in my head. Me, too. I, I love it. You know, it. actually, when you brought up parents, that's an interesting thing, too, because it's hard, also, if you don't grow up with, like, I felt like all the kids on TV had super liberal, like, white parents. Yes. who were like cool with yes. them like hanging out and bringing their boyfriends around yes. meanwhile my dad was like when the sun is down you are home and I was like but that's like at 4.30 and I have softball practice oh my and then but my dad would also be like how come you're he would both be like never date anyone and don't talk to any boys and then be like when are you gonna have a grandchild oh my gosh. and why aren't you dating a boy and it's this like me too. so confusing it's so, but it's so funny because it's also like which one do you want from us truly my mom wants me to be married now yeah. but also she was also like come home at 4 o'clock we're immigrants we don't know what's outside yeah yeah. oh my gosh um ashley we've learned so much from you today we've learned about queer identity we've learned about second adolescences Mm -hmm. high concept first (laughs) date which i really respect you don't know what people are going through and also wear a back brace if you go to a trampoline park (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness okay so just one more question for you ashley where can we find you online and how can we support you let us support you you've given us so much oh i love this um you can find me at its ashley perez ashley with no e on pretty much everything um and you can support me by watching stuff with women in it and people of color i think that we all support each other by you know you get to vote with your attention and your dollars and even if you don't think you have money or power you still have eyes and your attention is your currency in this world and so support me and support the three of us by watching and choosing to watch non-traditional narratives and non-traditional media because it's going to help all of us at the same time absolutely <laughs> and that is including good trouble season two yeah i'm ready yes. to watch yes i personally stand and i'm so excited to see what you've cooked up for us oh thank you it's wild oh my god can't wait (laughs) (laughs) i can't wait i am still like secondhand mortified a little bit by ashley's whole process that was wild yes thank you ashley so much for being so vulnerable and sharing your experience and now before we go matt belisai of course is back here to get your dating life right Hey, this is Matt Belisai, and I'm here to help you get your life together. Every week, we've been getting some questions about our topics. I'm choosing the best one, giving my best advice. Might not be great advice, but it's all I have. This week's question is from Susan from Tampa. It feels like everyone around me is coupled up. I sometimes struggle with feeling lonely and getting annoyed when I'm constantly the third wheel with most of my friends. Sometimes I feel like I should just jump into a relationship just to have someone around. But at the same time, I'm not sure if I'm ready for a full-blown relationship right now. 
Do you have any advice for avoiding feeling pressured by friends who are all in relationships? Uh, first of all, you are a preaching to the choir, my friend. This is my life summed up in a question. But I do think that's important to know. I feel like the single struggle is real and it's universal. We are not alone, even though we're basically alone. <laughs> but we're not alone in feeling alone. You feel me? It definitely feels like you can't turn your phone on without being bombarded with a bunch of photos of happy couples doing couple shit together. Listen, I hear you. I feel you. I hate it. And it's like, okay, we get it. You found love. And all I found was a piece of rigatoni that fell under my couch three weeks ago that sprouted fur. But here's the thing. I think at least you should be open to meeting new people. I feel like I have recently gone through this myself. I'm going to be 29 years old. I never really focused on dating a whole lot until now. And I feel like I decided that I wanted to make the time to start meeting new people. And initially, I thought, I thought like every new person that I met, I had to make a decision about whether or not like they're the one or I want to be in a relationship with them. And I think pretty quickly I realized, no, the only thing that I need to be measuring everybody against is do I want to see this person again? Would I want to hang out with them again? So I think you don't have to jump into a relationship if you're feeling lonely. Order a meal for two for one. You think your couple friends are doing that? No. And honestly, just enjoy being single, okay? If you're interested in being in a relationship one day, you'll get to experience that. But for right now, you get to enjoy being single, not having someone else that you always have to worry about, not having someone else to have to make plans with. You get to do whatever you want, whenever you want. Enjoy it. I'm Matt Bellisai, and that's my advice. Oh my gosh, I, I love every single person that appears on our podcast. And every time I talk about them, I sound like I'm threatening you all. <laughs> Listen to Matt. We love Matt. I love him so hard, I would murder for him. <laughs> Which, you know, isn't wrong, isn't far from how we feel. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to A Little Forward. We totally did it again. I think we're true podcasters now. Oh, we, we're up there with the Dax Shepherds and the Joe Rogans. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dax Shepard and Joe Rogan. We're up there. Top podcast every time. How? Let's let's. We need to compete. <laughs> we're we're working our way up. <laughs> um, so yes, share your thoughts about the show on social media with the hashtag a little forward. I mean, I know dating is a juicy topic, so we're gonna see some thoughts. I know we are. And as you know, every week we're gonna give you a little insider code for those of you who made it through the credits. Tweet us your answer to our weekly question with the hashtag a little forward. We're gonna be watching out for it. April, what's our question this week? Okay, this week, our question is, what is your favorite TV couple of all time? Mine, I'm putting it out there, Corey and Topanga. Once again, The Rock and Me. No, just kidding. That's that not hasn't happened. Couple. That hasn't happened. That hasn't happened. It has not. He is married. <laughs> and so, and while you're posting, you might as well follow us, right? Come on. On Twitter, follow Freeform at Freeform TV, and then you can follow us on Twitter at Jenny Yang TV, J E N N Y Y A N G TV. 
And you can follow me at April K Quio. That's April K Q U I O H. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Make sure to rate and subscribe to A Little Forward on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcast. This show is a collaboration between Freeform and Pineapple Street Media. Executive produced by Sasha Kai Parker, Kasime Bernard, Maddie Sprunkheiser, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and Max Linsky. Produced by Agarenesh Ashagre and Josh Gwynn with editing help from Jess Jupiter. Shout out to our squad. They are truly the best. Our music is by Brandon Cadell. And that's our show. We will see you next week. And remember, wear a back brace if you go to a trampoline park. Bye. Bye.